Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Condoms, noses on my uh, work computer. So The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. We're tough. Bring it on. You found the Crowley Show. Well, your mom listens, and you should, too. 412-919-1316 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. I am live from my house, the back bedroom. Brian, who you can follow on Twitter, at FBomber73, is in our FoxBet studios. Make the call. Download the app today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And please tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. It is a somber day across the nation because of the coronavirus and the numbers continue to skyrocket as more people are continuing to test positive. I understand all that. We will continue to keep all of this in perspective as we move forward in these trying times here on the Crowley Show. But we are first and foremost a sports show, so we are going to talk about the sports and we are going to talk about the sports ramifications of the coronavirus. And today is supposed to be the start of the best sports weekend of the year. Man, there's been a number of different points in this where I've realized how real everything is, right? And how scary everything is. I think initially, when you start hearing that the NCAA tournament is thinking about playing without fans, it hits you, "Eh, this is kind of a big deal. That's one moment. A couple of days later, after the NBA has been suspended you find out that the NCAA tournament was canceled overall that was a huge roadblock here right or a huge marker here where you realized holy cow this thing is beyond our imagination well today is another one of those days I think for me it's 12 15 and I'm sitting there in my house sitting here in my house flipping through the TV channels You find out what True TV is, but it doesn't matter. We only need to know what channel True TV is once a year is for the NCAA tournament. And then you can watch Impractical Jokers, but who gives a rat's ass? So 12-15, I'm looking around thinking, oh, there might be an old NCAA tournament game on because there's not a current NCAA tournament game on. Today we would have had games from 12-15 in the afternoon until midnight. Tomorrow, 12-15 in the afternoon until midnight. West Virginia, Penn State, Robert Morris. Locally, there was a lot of basketball potentially for us to watch. All day Saturday, all day Sunday, we had ball. Upsets, pageantry, raucous crowds. And I miss hockey. But I've been moseying along at my house understanding that we're all doing what's right for the greater good. Trust me. I get it. I'm worried about my family. I'm worried about my friends. I'm worried about this country. I'm worried about the world. However, the sports thing really hit me in the gut today. It doesn't mean that it wasn't the right decision to cancel the tournament. Of course it effing was. Duh. 
but in a different world, an alternate universe, we'd all be watching sports all day, drinking beer, eating chicken wings, gambling, bragging about our brackets, complaining about our brackets, talking too much to the person next to us about who we had in our bracket, even though we filled out 4,700 brackets. That's what today's supposed to be about, but we can't do it. Brian and I would be broadcasting from shenanigans. We'd be having a couple of beverages, and we'd have every game on at one time while doing the broadcast. Well, we've had seven straight days of no meaningful sports in this country. That doesn't ever happen. Today, for me, it really hits home. When will we get back to normal? Nobody knows. I haven't left the house save for getting the equipment to broadcast in a week. Brian's walking into a building that's ghost town-like. Things have been odd for a while now, but today, to me, feels like the strangest day of them all. And I think that we can all put off in our heads, none of this stuff actually matters. We got to get healthy as an individual, as a family, friendships, and as a country. We've got to get healthy. We've got to handle this thing head on, and we've got to respond appropriately. I think we all understand that, or most of us understand that. If you've been listening to this show and you don't understand it, you might as well flip the channel because you're a moron. We get this. There's a bigger scope here. There's bigger issues, understandably so. We've been banging it in your head. That's why I'm at home right now. You got a sick dad, got a baby. Brian was understanding enough to make this thing happen. Good friend. Like We get the scope of this thing. Last Wednesday, I didn't want to go to the Great Pittsburgh Sports Debate. So we understand that there's a crisis going on. But boy, I can tell you that I woke up today and I was sad. More sad than I've been at any other point in this process. And it's because, boy, this is one of the best days of the year. One of the most fun days of the year. Tomorrow, one of the most fun days of the year. One of the best weekends of the year. One of the best months of the year for sports. And it's gone. And if you don't allow yourself to think about it, you can keep kicking that thought down the road. And you can keep dreaming, oh, maybe the NHL will unpause, right? Maybe they'll hit play on this season. Maybe the NBA's going to come back. The one thing we knew for certain, though, that wasn't happening, that isn't postponed, that wasn't moved, was the NCAA tournament. And right now, we got nothing when we would have had the best sporting event of the year. All right, enough being sad and a sad sack about that. We move on to Steelers' free agency news. They haven't done anything new, but they've got a lot of needs, this team. And according to a number of different people, they've got about $10, $11 million out there in cap space. We're going to hear from Dale Lolly of DKPittsburghSports.com in about 14 minutes to get into that. The Steelers' main draft needs, I think, are different from the needs the Steelers have in free agency. Let me explain. A veteran offensive lineman for depth, I think is a must in free agency. A veteran backup, a guy who could come in and start a game or two if DeCastro would get hurt, a guy who could start a game or two if Marquise Pouncey got hurt. Because think about what the Steelers have right now on their offensive line. You got Filer playing left guard in all likelihood, and then Banner and Chooksakora for battling it out for that right tackle spot, and then whomever loses that job is going to be the swing tackle. Well, where's that leave you inside? as far as the backups are concerned. You don't really have much there. So the Steelers, I don't think, can get a guy in the second round. There's not going to be value there from an offensive line position. You're probably not going to get a guy until later in the draft on the O-line. 
And that guy you're not going to trust to come in and be a backup from day one. You're just not going to believe in that. From Marquise Pouncey to some guy that you drafted on day two or three, yeah, that's a huge precipitous drop-off. You can't do that to Ben Roethlisberger. You need Ben to be protected. Ben's coming back. He ain't healthy. Guy's 38 years old. You can't go from all-pro Marquise Pouncey down to some kid who you plucked out of whatever university in day two or three of the NFL draft. That's not smart. So the Steelers need to go out and get a veteran offensive lineman for depth, particularly a guy who can play in the interior. They also need inside and outside linebacker depth, safety depth. Depth-wise, this team doesn't have much right now. The offensive line used to be a position of strength and a position of depth. Now it's not a position of depth. The wide receiver core, eh. They got a couple of guys that I think are pretty good. But do they have any elite talent? No. Outside linebacker, you're really too deep. The other guys are unproven. Doesn't mean they can't get there, but right now they're unproven. Tight end, behind Vance McDonald, not much going on. So the Steelers need a bunch of depth, and you kind of have to tier it. And you have to determine what is the priority. Inside, outside linebacker depth, for me, safety depth. I'd be combing all the names in free agency. I'd be attacking depth through free agency. Because you can sign guys, especially now after day one, that you could probably get on the cheap and plug them in, and they're not going to embarrass themselves. Kick the tires on those types of players. As far as what they need to do in the draft, I think then you need to have an impact player. An impact weapon on the offensive side of the ball. You don't need any more impact on defense. T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree, Cam Hayward, Stephon Tewitt, Minka Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden, Steven Nelson, all of these guys affect the game because they can all be dynamic. Devin Bush, he last year showed a couple of times, can be dynamic. He's only going to get better. So I don't need a splash player on the defensive side of the ball. They need depth there, attacking in free agency. You need a splash player on offense. James Conner's a good player when he's healthy. He's never healthy. Benny Snell is only going to get better, but I don't know if I look at him and think, oh, he could be a dynamic difference maker from the running back position. Worth having around. Jalen Samuel's probably worth having around. Where is the dynamic playmaker? I don't think it exists there. And you just can't count on James Conner because he's never healthy. At wide receiver, Juju can be great. We've seen it when he's not the number one. Maybe he can take on the number one responsibilities this year if he's healthy and with Ben Roethlisberger back. I'm not going to discount that possibility. But I also would like to see a guy who could take the top off the defense. And James Washington, he might be okay in that regard. And he proved that he's an NFL wide receiver last year. But is he a full-on game-breaker? I don't think so. Deontay Johnson, I think he's a really good after-the-catch wide receiver. And I think he has the ability, potentially, to be a dynamic player. But get me a guy who can just burn and take that top off the defense, or get me a running back that can play 90% of the snaps so that you're not having to tell the defense what you're doing on every particular play. So that you're not telegraphing things. That was the most important thing that Le'Veon Bell brought to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Was that, yeah, he was a really good player. Duh. Make people miss. He was good with the big play. He was really good at catching the ball. Really good in pass protection. But that's just it, right? He did everything. So it keeps the defense on its toes. 
when Le'Veon Bell's on the field and it's third down and two? Are you running it or are you passing it? You don't know. Is he going to be in to block? Is he going to be out in the passing round? You don't know. If Jalen Samuels is on the field for the Steelers in third down and two, they're not handing that guy the football more times than not. They're just not going to. So you don't want to telegraph. I think the first pick the Steelers make, which is in the second round, needs to be on a wide receiver or a running back that is good value and that could potentially be a game-breaker. Now, it's not going to be a first-round player, but there's going to be wide receivers that are there. There's going to be running backs that are there. I think these are two, these are deep classes for both of those positions. They have an opportunity to add a piece that can make this offense more explosive this upcoming season. My plan, if I'm Kevin Colbert, and hell, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame potentially one day. I'm not, but ADK, I'll do the Steelers stuff. I'll be the GM. I'm attacking free agency for depth, and I'm hoping that I can get my dynamic difference makers on offense in the draft. Second round, third round, can we find guys, if I'm the Steelers, that can plug in and help Ben Roethlisberger in his final couple of seasons here in Pittsburgh? Maybe it's Ben's last year. You don't know. Why did Tom Brady just leave and go to Tampa? Hell, he left Bill Belichick. He left a place he's known for the last 20 years. He left a fan base that would do anything for him. If Tom Brady rolled up in a line at a COVID-19 testing center and said, yo, I got to get tested, you'd have everyone in Boston move aside so that guy could get it done. And he leaves. Why? Because he wanted weapons. And Tampa's got weapons. Give Ben Roethlisberger weapons. Give Ben Roethlisberger a dynamic difference maker. I don't have any names for you right now. You'll get names the closer we get to the draft. We can't shoot all of our collective draft wads now because who knows how much actual sports we're going to have to talk about between now and the NFL draft. But that's what they need. And in free agency, find a way to piecemeal a backup offensive lineman, potentially a backup inside or outside linebacker. That's how the Steelers need to handle this offseason. Their starters, 1 through 22, I'm okay with. On defense, I'm absolutely over the moon about. It's the depth that I'm concerned about, and that's what they should address in free agency. We'll get to Dale Lolly coming up next of DKPittsburghSports.com and the Steelers Radio Network, Steelers Nation Radio. He'll give us his thoughts on what the Steelers' plan of attack is going to be. Plus, we'll have dropping loads of audio. Former Steelers coach. What a stupid tease that was going to be. How many Steelers coaches have there even been? Chuck Noll? <laughs> yeah, he's dead. So it's got to be Bill Cowher. Bill Cowher gave a PSA about COVID-19. It was great, and it made me laugh. Yeah, but you, all don't that have, next. you all don't know exactly what he said, so you got to wait for it. It's coming up. <laughs> Which former Steelers head coach? What a stupid team that was, Crown man. You stupid idiot. <laughs> it narrows it down unless somebody fired Tomlin and didn't tell us. <laughs> It's ESPN Pittsburgh. Really hungry but don't want to spend a fortune? You're in luck. Denny's 699 Super Slam is back. Get two eggs, two bacon strips, two sausage links, hash browns, and two pancakes, all for just $6.99. Or upgrade to pumpkin pancakes for just 49 cents. For limited time only, price may vary. See you at Denny's. That tease totally works in Cleveland. <laughs> like Buffalo. Yeah, you're all good. <laughs> Chicago. Uh, That's fine. Which former Steelers head coach recorded a PSA about COVID nineteen? Well, um, Crowley. Tell you what, if it was only, if it one. was Chuck Noll, that'd be some news.
Dude, there are fewer living Steelers head coach people who've been Steelers head coaches than president. That's pretty stupid of a thing to say too. Well, I, you know I, what? Can huh? we just not do the rest of the show? What you, I uh, I thought you were going with there's like ah oh, never mind no we're just gonna get out of that. What are we doing? Mother! What are we doing next? This is where Steelers Nation plants its flag. Your home of the Steelers. We're excited about getting the job done, obviously. And that's saying something because your cheese pieces are unbelievable. Thank and you, sir. My favorite thing on Twitter. Adam Crowley. Oh yeah, cheese. Yeah. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Dale Lawley of Steelers Nation Radio and DKPittsburghSports.com going to join us in a minute here in the Crowley Show. But this just in from Adam Schefter of ESPN. Saints head coach Sean Payton has tested positive for the coronavirus. They got Payton. So it's Idris Elba. And it is Donovan Mitchell. It's a number of people. I can't even list them anymore. There's too many. Too many people in the sports world are getting the coronavirus because, let's face it, too many people in the real non-sports world are getting the coronavirus. Now to transition from that to Dale Lawley of DKPittsburghSports.com and Steelers Nation Radio. Dale, what's going on, buddy? I don't have uh, I don't have COVID nineteen. I know that. Well, I'm happy to hear it, uh, at least for now. So we'll get you on as much as we possibly can uh, in these trying times. We're trying to get the good football conversation on the air, Dale. And uh, I started the show by saying Steelers do have some cap space. I feel like depth is what they need right now, really at most positions. But I think I'd probably attack the depth on the offensive line in free agency if possible. I don't know that I would do that, Adam. Um, to be honest with you, I think I would go young. Uh, to be to be quite frank, I think if I'm if I'm the Steelers, I'd probably try to address some of the depth on the defensive side of the ball first. Um, and they have okay depth on the offensive line. They get some things that they can move, do to to shift things around. I know people are panicking about B.J. Finney leaving, but. I've been writing about you know for at least two months now that, that this was a possibility uh, that they would lose B.J. Finney. Uh, I knew that, that he was going to to uh, get offered a, a starting job somewhere in the NFL, and we just couldn't guarantee that. Um, you know, maybe they bring in a veteran guy on the offensive line somewhere. It would have to be an interior guy that that also plays center. Um, but uh, to me, I think the the much bigger needs right now are at at you know, outside linebacker, somebody that is a backup there. Uh, they need a starter at nose tackle. Uh, not that that's necessarily all that difficult to, uh, to come up with. There's some guys, in fact, I was just writing about this now, um, some guys out there who've already been released by their teams that, that uh, you know, could interest the Steelers because that doesn't affect the compensatory picks. And I still think they need a, a veteran backup safety as well. Yeah, I think you did touch on all of the big positions of need for the Steelers in terms of their depth. Was the money spent on Derek Watt money well spent? I mean, they didn't spend. Uh, everybody's looking at that figure of uh, three years, nine point seven five million. Well, that's really, they spent three point two five million dollars a year on a on, on a fullback. They really didn't. Um, he counts two point two five million, or actually it's two point oh eight million against their salary cap this year. Uh, next year that goes up to about uh, 2.6-ish 
Uh, and then the, you know, the, the final year of the contract is really when, when he, you know, makes good money. And, and if, if they like what he's done to that point, uh, they'll, they'll just re-sign him to a new deal and, and lower that cap hit. Um, that's the going rate. If you look at what teams pay for, you know, top-notch special teams players, um, you know, Matthew Slater signed with the, with the, uh, the Patriots, uh, for about two and a half million dollars a year. And nobody blinks an eye at that. Nope. It, it's, you know, he doesn't play any offense at all and never has. Um, you know, Tyler Matakevich got, uh, got big money to, to, to join the, the Buffalo Bills because he's a special team star. Um, that's what these guys get paid. And oh, by the way, TJ or uh, Derek Watt will actually play on offense some for the Steelers. Matakevich was never going to do that for the Steelers on defense. And, and as I mentioned, Slater doesn't play any offense at all for the, uh, for the Patriots. So, uh, you know, I, I don't have a problem with that signing at all, especially, uh, when you look at, the fact that Roosevelt Nix wasn't available at all last year, it leads me to believe that that knee issue that he had is something that uh, is a little more long-term than, than just a regular knee issue. Uh, he tried to come back a couple of times from that last season and just wasn't able to do it. I, I just wonder if that's something degenerative that, that's going to continue to get worse. Dale, you kind of touched on it there a little bit, but do you foresee the Steelers using a lot of fullback in their offense uh, given that Ben is coming back at, at 38 years old and off of an elbow injury? Uh, no more than what they have been. I mean, I, I expect Watt to play, you know, 10 to 15, maybe 20% of the snaps at most. Um, you know, that, that's just the way that they want to run their offense, and, and that's fine. Uh, I mean, a lot of teams don't use a full, but a lot of teams don't even have a fullback on their roster. I went, I went over the NFL rosters two years ago. I haven't done it. I didn't do it last year. But there were only 16 fullbacks on NFL rosters two years ago, um, you know. So uh, this this idea that you have to have a fullback to run the football, um, yeah, uh, some teams do it that way, and other teams don't. And, and you know, if you if your passing game is actually working the way that it it, it can work, um, you can run the ball effectively. Uh, you know, I, I I'm sitting here watching tape after tape after tape, uh, highlights after highlights of of, you know, uh, all kinds of different uh, prospects in this year's draft. And it's amazing to me how many teams never line up under center. Everything's out of the mm. shotgun. That's just what teams do in, in college football now. Dale Lawley, DKPittsburghSports.com, Steelers Nation Radio, joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, what do you think their biggest need is in the draft, Dale? And I guess as a question that I can tie to that, what are the positions that the Steelers are in need of help in that are going to be the deepest in the draft and they can get the best value in the second round? I mean, there's a lot of this is going to be played out uh, depending on what they do in free agency. Um, you know, if they go out and sign a, a, a nose tackle that, that can step in and be the starter right away, then that certainly um, you don't need to, to, to jump on that early. Um, I don't believe that, that the offensive line is, is – in dire need of, of immediate uh, help, as, as many fans apparently do, and you're just not going to get that with pick 49. Um, mm-hmm. There may be, I don't know, two interior linemen that, that uh, would be available in that range. There aren't going to be any interior linemen probably taken in the first round, and there's only a couple that, that are probably second-round picks, and they may be, both be gone uh, when the Steelers pick. The tight end position is bad this year. I, I don't know where I would go with any of the tight ends. And the tight end isn't going to – he's going to play a little bit probably, but not a lot. Uh, I, I still lean towards a, a running back or a wide receiver, somebody that scores touchdowns in that second round. Um, I could 
be talked into an outside linebacker since the depth there is lacking. And, you know, they're going to have, they, that would allow that guy to, to learn for a year behind Butt. Um, but, I, I mean, those are the, those are the top spots. And, you know, they're, they're in a good spot to, to, to get, you know, if they, if they want to go interior offensive line and one of those guys is available, have at it. Um, you know, if they want to go for a, I mean, this wide receiver draft is unbelievable in terms yeah. of the depth. Um, they could get a, a dynamic guy with a first round grade on him in the second round easily this year, uh, in this draft. And that guy would come in if he makes a, um, if he just does, I say just does Martavis Bryant like things in his, for, in his rookie year and, and uh, just goes long, um, and scores touchdowns. That, that's something this offense could certainly use. And I just, I think a running back, uh, you know, because James Conner has not shown that he can be, uh, that he can stay healthy. He's shown that he can be an every down back, but he also has shown that he breaks down when he's, when he's asked to do that. So to me, a running back would make a lot of sense too, especially, you know, with the NFL going to, uh, 17 games in the not too distant future, uh, you're going to need two running backs because if you average 20 touches a game as a running back, uh, that's 340 carries or 340 touches over 17 games. That's a lot. And so you better have two good ones. Dale, as far as the offensive line is concerned, uh, your thoughts on Filer as your starting left guard, and then do you look right now as anybody having the pole position on right tackle between Banner and Chooks? Well, I think Filer at, at, uh, at right or left guard, I'm sorry, uh, it's, a, it's an upgrade. Um, as much as I love Ramon Foster, and he's a great guy, and, that, and that, you know he, he was a team leader, that's why they kept him in the lineup. Um, that's, there's no doubt. I mean, there's a reason why when they played the Rams last year, and the, and Foster wasn't available, and you know they had to make, make a decision about who was going to line up opposite Aaron Donald. They moved Matt Filer inside uh, to make that happen, and the other move that they made was to start Chukchukor for it, right tackle. That's going to be your starting line. I, I'm. Ninety percent sure that will be your starting line in twenty twenty. Akora Four is a third round draft pick. Uh, if you looked at a lot of the draft stuff uh, from that time period, uh, two thousand eighteen when he was drafted, a lot of a lot of the draft picks had him ranked as a, a top five offensive tackle in that draft. Even one guy even had him ranked as the top offensive tackle in the draft. They liked him. They knew he was going to take a little bit of time because he was coming out of a smaller school. Uh, then he had the, the, the labrum injury that uh, he needed surgery to repair. And I can tell you from <laughs> from personal, uh, my uh, having gone through that myself, it does take some time to come back from that. He should be ready to go this year, and they have to find out what he is anyways because they've got two years left with him under contract. So uh, the time is now for Chukchukor for, and I expect him to be their starting right tackle this year. Dale, really good stuff, man. We're following along at DKPittsburghSports.com. Thanks for joining us on the show. Anytime, Adam. Be safe out there. You too, buddy. That's Dale Lolly. Again, DKPittsburghSports.com and Steelers Nation Radio. I see just about everything that he said there and agree with it. The only thing that I don't agree with is waiting around and going young in the offensive line in terms of depth. I get what he's saying. And I do think that it's something that they should address at some point in the draft. I would just love, if I'm the Steelers, to be able to get an offensive lineman that on the interior, if one of your big-time guys goes down, he can go in and not embarrass himself. I like Filer at left guard. I do. And as Dale said, he thinks it's an upgrade. Yeah, Ramon Foster is not the same player at the end of his Steelers career 
as he was earlier on in his Steelers career. And it's not like he was ever the most athletic guy. He got by on Guile, was a really smart player. But Filer, more physically gifted, certainly at this point in his career. But if he goes down, or Pouncey goes down, or DeCastro goes down, who the hell's your backup? you got to get a guy, and I think the tires should at least be kicked in free agency. It's now time for dropping loads of audio, brought to you by FoxBet. Make the call, download the app today, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dropping loads of audio. Here is Bill Cower doing what Coach O kind of did yesterday with a little PSA about COVID-19. Hi, everyone. I support Twitter's hashtag, StayTheFHome. And basically what they're saying is adhere to the guidelines where you are. Listen to them. Let's support the healthcare workers, the first responders, the people that are out there on a daily basis putting their lives on the line. We support you. And remember, fear and anxiety is a big major health concern as well. Try to stay positive. We'll get through this. I love Bill Cowart. I feel better. We're good. I'm serious. We got it. Makes me feel better. Cowart's on the on the scene. He's got this. Dude, there are so many dumb yinzers out there. Oh, I'm going to go supermarket. I'm going to go out. I'm going to wash my car. I'm going to hang out out there. If they hear Bill Cowart give a PSA, they're going to go, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. We got to go inside. We got to lock ourselves inside. There's nothing we can do. We got to lock ourselves inside. Let's cover our faces with a terrible towel. Let's lay down on the on the on the down low now for the next two months because Bill Cower said so, and then we'll be fine. Yeah, honey. I love it. Honey, Cower said we got to stay home. Got to stay home. <laughs> and she stay buys it too. <laughs> stay the f home. Stay the f home. Is that Bill Cowher talking about COVID-19 or talking to former punter Josh Miller? Oh, no. Stay the F home. <laughs> Everyone always thought Bill Cowher was this tough son of a bitch, and he could be, right? But he's as much of a player's coach as Mike Tomlin, except to poor Josh Miller, who he just slapped around. Stay the F home. <laughs> hey, Cordell, if you're planning on throwing a pick, man, you better... Stay the F home. Hey, let me tell you, Neil O'Donnell, Super Bowl. We don't want you throwing a couple of interceptions to the Dallas Cowboys. Stay the F home. <laughs> we needed that hashtag a long time ago, man. He was Dude, hashtagging happy. before it was cool. That's the most I've smiled since the COVID-19 <laughs> outbreak. I think the other thing, hey, in that, addition... Oh, real quick, this is, this is the most you've smiled since you... Stay the F home. <laughs> exactly. It's the most I've smiled since I crawled into my guest room to do the radio show. Brian, I think that in addition to just heeding his warning, if you get like a 1995-era starter jacket, oh. that also can help combat the COVID-19. It can't get through that material. Like, the virus just does not know how to penetrate that material that we have seemed to lost to, to history. We need it back. Stay the F home. Tell That's you what, Bill I'll tell you what, Crowley, we're going to win this fight against this virus, and we're going to do it with Cowher's doctors. Mm. <laughs> not Tomlin's doctors. No. Nope. Cowher's doctors. Stay the F home. 
There is a free agent quarterback out there right now that has been linked time and time again to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I didn't see it happening before. I doubt it happens now, but I can actually see how it could happen if the right dominoes fall into place. I'll explain that when we return. It's a Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Stay the F home. Stuck working from home? Then shop the spring auction for great deals. Custom closets, home insulation, appliances, painting, roofing, and much more. Bidding starts at more than half off sticker prices. The auction ends Tuesday at 5 p.m., so don't wait. Go to ESPNPittsburgh.com, type search, bid. <laughs> Dude, stay the F home <laughs> versus... What was it that that Eddie O said? Oh, let's do that when we come back. It was uh, bring it on. And they had to come bring on. it on versus stay the f home. <laughs> yeah, dude, these coaches are going to save the world. So far, not all- Sean Payton. <laughs> <laughs> he can stay the f home. <laughs> Although, like, what the hell happened? So Sean Payton's not out and about, presumably, but Orgeron's out and about, and Orgeron he ain't getting it. <laughs> that yeah. guy, that disease ain't messing with those around. Not a chance. I'm a tough guy. Go Tiger. COVID-19. This is where Steelers Nation plants its flag. Your home of the Steelers. We're excited about getting the job done, obviously. ESPN Pittsburgh. 970 AM. 1047 HD2. The iHeartRadio app. And now on the new and improved signal in Allegheny County. 1063 FM. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. ESPN Pittsburgh Traffic. Heads up in Ligonier, 381. I'm underneath, but on the surface, they're just... Back to you. Adam Crowley. The Crowman. On ESPN Pittsburgh. I've got to get to the dumbest tweet... Maybe of all time. Wow. And we'll do that in a couple of minutes here on the Crowley Show. Boy, this coronavirus stuff is really bringing the best out of a lot of people, (laughs) but it's also bringing out the worst in a lot of people, too. I mean, there's some dumb going on right now. Oh, this one thing this disease does is it highlights stupidity. (laughs) It's one of the symptoms I've heard. Yes, you're going to be short of breath. Yes, you've got a fever. Yes, you're coughing. But also, it is making people just astronomically stupid. (laughs) We'll get to that dumb tweet in a couple of moments here on the Crowley Show. But there is a quarterback out there right now that I laughed at whenever he was linked to the Pittsburgh Steelers before. And it's actually starting to make more sense. That quarterback is Jameis Winston. Now... Is Winston good? I don't know. Some days. Some days he's not. Some throws he's great. Next throw he's idiotic. I mean, he had seven pick sixes last year, but he also had 30-plus touchdowns, and he led the league in passing yards. When you look around the NFL right now, there are some teams that have quarterbacks and have filled their quarterback vacancies now throughout free agency, and then there are some teams where there's question marks out there. Uh, One of those teams is the Chargers, And they've decided we're going to go with Tyrod Taylor. Okay, that's bizarre, but fine. The Panthers, they paid Teddy Bridgewater. Where does Cam Newton wind up? Is a team going to be willing to pay Cam Newton as a starter or trade for Cam Newton to make him a starter? What is the quarterback market right now? Because Tampa's filled theirs. New England seems gung-ho on just going with what they got or making a play to trade up in the NFL draft and get a quarterback there or wait where they are and make a play 
in the NFL draft. I'm not seeing any starting quarterback positions for Jameis Winston to land in. I'm looking around, and I'm thinking, where the hell is Jameis Winston going to go if Jameis Winston wants to be a starter? And I'm not seeing the landing spot there. So I always thought initially, Jameis Winston's going to have a market. And if Jameis Winston has a market, the Steelers, they are, A, somewhat cap-strapped, not as much as people would make them out to be. But, B, they've got a lot of needs, particularly on the depth side of things. Now they need a starting nose tackle. So allocating any dollars towards Jameis Winston, whenever you'd have to pay him a lot of money to be your backup, didn't make a lot of sense to me. But... I don't know if there's that market out there for Jameis Winston now, which drives his price down. And if he wants to be a backup, or if he has to be, I should say, be a backup, why not in Pittsburgh for these two reasons? One, Ben's 38. He's only under contract for this year and next year. So he's not going to be around for that long. Next year, the Steelers could have to pay Ben Roethlisberger $40 million. Maybe this is it for Ben. And if you're Jameis Winston, you think, okay, well, maybe I can be the stopgap between now and when the Steelers ultimately draft a guy, and maybe I can prove that I am a really good quarterback in this league. I just led the league in passing yards. Maybe I can make myself the guy in Pittsburgh. you got to think of it the way Jameis Winston's going to think of it. That's the way, potentially, he could. Not to mention, Ben just missed the entirety of last year. So it's the contract, it's the age, and it's the fact that Ben played six quarters last year. So if it comes down to Jameis Winston not picking from a couple of spots to be a starter to now picking for a couple of spots where he's going to be a backup, Pittsburgh does start to get kind of interesting. Now, I don't know how much money is going to need to be spent on a backup quarterback. I don't know how much other teams out there want to bid for Jameis Winston. Because with Jameis, it's all about decision-making, right? It's his life's life decisions, and then it's the decisions he makes on the football field. And it's the fact that he wants to be a starter, so how much distraction does that cause, knowing that he hasn't made great decisions necessarily in his life off the football field? A couple of boneheaded moves from this guy, right? Some more than boneheaded moves. What's the market for him? Does he make sense in Pittsburgh at the right cost? Yeah, he actually does. I don't know if I love the guy as a person. I don't know if you want him to be the face of your franchise. But given the court of public opinion now on Mason Rudolph in a lot of circles, do you want him to be the face of your franchise for four, six, eight games? Duck Hodges ain't going to be a part of this. Lynch ain't going to be a part of this. So why not Jameis Winston as your backup quarterback? I think it makes sense. If you get him for the right price. Now, I usually make fun of people when they say stuff like that. Well, uh, he's worth uh, looking for. He's worth making a trade for if if you get him without having to give up too much. Yeah, I know. It's a very sports radio thing to do. Of course he makes sense. Of course you'd want him if you can afford him. But I didn't see this as a possibility before. I don't know how realistic it is now, but I don't think I'd be against it. And I do think if you get the guy in here on the cheap, it makes a lot of sense for a football team that's got an aged quarterback, and he's not aging like fine wine in all likelihood. And you got the quarterback who was just hurt last year for all but six quarters. Deontay Johnson was seen in a social media video. No big deal, right? Working out with Antonio Brown. What are you doing? Mother bleeper, can you not? Mother bleeper, can you not? Like, do you not understand how that looks? For a couple of reasons. One, you're supposed to be socially distancing yourself from 
Everybody. Yeah, stay the F home, Deontay Johnson. Work out in your backyard. Work out alone because of social distancing. But I think, just as a general rule of uh, thumb, every player in the NFL needs to maintain some social distance between they and Antonio Brown. There should not be anybody within six feet. Are that crazy? Ain't nobody need to be within six feet of Antonio Brown. It's just a bad life decision. Not to mention, Deontay Johnson, think about the optics here. Now, from a skill set perspective, Deontay Johnson is similar to Antonio Brown. I mean, A.B.'s one of the best five receivers of all time, potentially, right? But their skill sets are the same. Both good route runners, or at least Deontay Johnson aspires to be a good route runner. Both quick in and out of their breaks. Both good after the catch. Deontay Johnson led rookies last year in catches in the entire National Football League. I really like Deontay, and I think that there are some similarities between those two. And if there's a guy that you want working out with Johnson from a skill set perspective, yeah, I think it probably is Antonio Brown. But... A.B. spurned the Steelers so bad and really urinated on everybody walking out the door. Just absolutely peed on the Steelers organization. And then he took crazy to the next level when he went to Oakland and then he wound up getting cut by the New England Patriots. You can't be hanging out with that guy. Hanging out with Antonio Brown is like hanging out with the coronavirus. Like, What's going to come of it that's going to be good? What is the potential gain here? I don't understand! Hey, why would Deontay Johnson want to hang out with this guy? Oh, he's a great route runner. He's going to teach me how to run routes. Go work out with a wide receiver's coach then. Or go, I mean, I'd rather you work out with Chad Johnson or Terrell Owens than flipping Antonio Brown. Stupid. Stay the F home. Yeah. I don't understand the upside there. And we used to do the thing on the Crowley Show where we tweeted out every day. It's been however many days since the Steeler did something stupid on social media or whatever the hell it was. Well, this has been zero days since a Steelers players made a bad decision. Because, yeah, it is about the optics, but it's also about you don't want this guy rubbing off on you. And I can't imagine Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert, Art Rooney II would be thrilled that Deontay Johnson's getting advice from this guy, from the selfish Antonio Brown. That's the last thing you want, is one of your young wide receivers, who's impressionable, hanging out with a dude who's a diva and a jackass. Deontay Johnson was really good last year. Better than I thought that he would be. And I liked him when he came out. I liked the pick. You want this guy to be in it for the team. You don't want this guy to be hearing from Antonio Brown. And you don't want A.B. spouting off about your quarterback either, Ben Roethlisberger. Like, Deontay Johnson... He didn't get to work a lot with Ben last year. Now, Ben was around. He grew the beard. He had the sling. He's around the facility, but he's not playing with Deontay Johnson. So it's not like Deontay Johnson has a full understanding of what Ben Roethlisberger is and means as a quarterback in Pittsburgh. So now A.B. is going to be rubbing off on him and telling him all the crap that he didn't like about Ben? Yeah, bad idea. I would ban it. If I were the Pittsburgh Steelers. Crowley, That's right. Crowley, you also got to worry about the other side of that. What's A.B. doing there? What's his, what's his motivation for being with him? You got to wonder what he's up to as well. Is he trying to use this as kind of a good grace thing? Like, oh, I'll have a guy who's going to go back and say good things about me. So you always got to worry about this guy because he's desperate. And, and whoever he's around, I assume he's using in some way at this point. Yeah, I mean, that is the M.O. for Antonio Brown at this point, isn't it? That he's 
just trying to use people to get stuff done. That's why he was on all the radio shows, right, at, at uh, Radio Row. And it's why he went on the station across the street, because he wants to be on that apology tour. It's not because he's actually apologizing. It's because he wants to get himself back into the NFL. Brian, you nailed it again. You Woo. speak A.B. We've been over this. Blue and A.B. We're going to hear my reading of the dumbest tweet of oh, all time. Yeah. That's next. Plus, Matt Williamson joins us from Steelers Nation Radio to get into the NFL free agency. It's the Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Stuck working from home? Then shop the spring auction for great deals. Custom closets, home insulation, appliances, painting, roofing, and much more. Bidding starts at more than half-off sticker prices. The auction ends Tuesday at 5 p.m., so don't wait. Go to ESPNPittsburgh.com. Type search bid. ESPN's so happy right now. They've just been running across Sean Payton test positive. <laughs> we got a story. Dude, they want someone to test positive every day. I bet. It's basically like the it's become the network of like checking off people with coronavirus in the sports world. That's basically what it is now. Oh, we got another one. We got another one at Sean Payton. So it's been now, it's, we got the NHL, we got the NBA, we have minor leaguers for the Yankees, and we have the NFL. So we don't have a confirmed Major League Baseball player, but that's the last That's the last one. Yeah. MLB. It's probably going to be an Astro. Check out ESPN Pittsburgh's new and improved signal in Allegheny County on 106.3 FM. The same great programming with Tunch and Wolf, The Godfather, and Adam Crowley, but with a bigger, better signal in Allegheny County. ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM. And now on the new and improved 106.3 FM. ESPN Pittsburgh traffic. Traffic is crawling on the Parkway West, heading inbound between Campbell's Run Road and...